Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Great Off the Books podcast. I am forever will be Taylor. And with me, as always, the father, the son, the mouth of the river, Mr. Brandon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go by my avatar name tonight. I am the underscore Artorius. Thank Damn. you. I wish I had a cool, like, avatar <laughs> name. <laughs> now I'm jealous. <laughs> now I'm going to go by my avatar name, which I feel is fitting for this episode. I agree. S- since this week we are doing the, what I would say is honestly one of my favorite books. I do love this book. Uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Yep. I mean, it's an excellent book. And those of you that have not read this book but have seen the movie, if you're going to stick with us through this, um, do not expect to like hear anything that you fucking saw in the movie. Yeah. They, it's a completely different. They took essentially the setting of the book, the name, and the names of the characters, kind of. And yeah, that's about all that's the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way... If you've read the book, you love the book. If you've seen the movie, you love the movie. But as a person that has done both, read the book and watched the movie, I'm a big fan of both. Oh, I, 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 I don't want people to get confused. I, yeah. I am a big fan of both, but they cannot be compared together. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's kind of like Terminal List the book and Terminal List the show. Oh, that is... Mucho different. Yes. But they did good. I still haven't watched the rest of it. I need to. I need, I need to. to. Yeah. I need to stop watching anime and playing golf and watch the terminal list. Agreed. Do we have a third person at the table with us right now? Is there a cat in that chair? Not in the chair, but behind it. <laughs> and it scared me. <laughs> All I saw was like something moving. I was like, what? Yeah, that? Bitsy's got the zoomies. Yeah, she does. Anyways, let's get get into it. Let us dive on in. All right. So, starting out in the year 2045, the world has been gripped by a gripped. gripped. (laughs) This world's got some gripes. I'll tell you what. I got some gripes with the world, too. (laughs) (laughs) The world has been gripped by an energy crisis from the depletion of fossil fuels and the consequences of global warming and overpopulation causing widespread social problems and economic stagnation. Are you okay? Are you you okay? It's that kind of day, man. I apologize. The widespread and then stagnation. (laughs) Stagnation. Oh my god. Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes I can already tell. Yep. <laughs> to, to escape the decline to escape the decline their world is facing, people turn to the Oasis, a virtual reality simulator accessible by players using visors and haptic technology such as gloves. It functions both as an MMORPG and a virtual society with its currency being the most stable in the w- real world. It was created by James Halliday, who, th- when he died, had announced in his will to the public that he had left an Easter egg inside the Oasis, and the first person to find it would inherit his entire fortune and the corporation. The story follows the adventures of Wade Watts, 
starting about five years after the announcement when he discovers one of the three keys pointing to the treasure. So the plot is basically the exact same as a plot to the movie, but from beginning to end of his adventure and the obstacles he faces are much different. Um, when I first saw the movie, I had already read the book and I was very surprised to see the first scene be like the race because mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. There is no race. No race at all. No. No. So I was like, so surprised. I'm like, what kind of race is this? This, this shit didn't happen. Not, mm -mm. this was not a thing. Yeah. And in the movie, H is like a cyborg. Yeah. type deal but in the book they describe him as a tall muscular caucasian male who looks as as a uh, wade says looks si uh, supposed to be similar to his body out in the real world that he thinks yeah so but um i think one of the things that that tends to, to forget is that his or doesn't mention is that halliday's entire like fortune mm -hmm. it's 240 billion dollars mm -hmm. it's a lot of fucking money yeah it's but a I lot of money in the movie just to point out differences as we go along mm -hmm. in the movie they're all in class and you know the projection comes up and he's like you will inherit 240 billion looks off screen trillion dollars <laughs> and i'm like things with that money I would, go back to school i would do with a few things for that money i would do a lot of things for that money i'd I do mean, more for that than i would for a klondike bar i'll tell you that i completely agree with you there <laughs> i mean i'm not gay but 20 bucks is 20 bucks am i right <laughs> there's even a shirt that says that and i really oh wanted my God. it okay so <laughs> they uh. outside of disney anyways now that we've, now that our rambling has just lost like half our listeners, <laughs> let's get into this shit. Sounds good. So, uh, as you you said that you read the book before you watched the movie, I watched the movie, and that's what led me into reading this book. Gotcha. And as soon as I did, I was it wasn't to the extent that it was for me with Arfrito, where I read the book and was like, "Fuck that show." Mm -hmm. It was just like, "Oh, well, the book's a lot better." Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, magnitudes better. I always, but I always say I was into. I was very entertained during the movie. And yeah. I liked the movie. I've watched it a couple times since then. Yeah, cinematically but, though, the the movie's fantastic. It was fucking directed by Steven Spielberg. I mean, can't you would get have, better than that. Yeah, you would expect it to yeah. be. But I digress. Digress. Now let's ingress. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's that, that's got to be the opposite of digress. Is ingress right? No. I don't know. In 2012, video game company Gregarious Simulation Systems, headed by James Halliday and Ogden Morrow, introduces the Oasis, a virtual reality MMO that allows the users to be or to do anything. The Oasis soon evolves into the most popular game of all time, with most of humanity using it as a daily basis. However, the state of the real world begins to deteriorate as fossil fuels cause a global energy crisis and an economic recession, beginning the decline of, of human civil 
human civilization. It's not just me tonight, people. <laughs> I'm dealing with an injury, and it hurts. What injury? I got a cut inside of my mouth, like right on top of my lip. You're fine. Put a little lemon on it. You'll be fine. It just hurts when I talk. That's that's the only thing. <laughs> just going to keep drinking my drink. Yeah. No. By 2040, most of humanity lives in poverty as the oasis continues to expand until Holiday dies. Immediately after his death, he posthumously broadcasts a video to the world explaining that he hid a video game Easter egg inside the oasis and that whoever finds it will inherit his fortune and gain control of the oasis. To find the egg, they must open three gates using copper, jade, and a crystal hidden within the oasis. Five years later, no keys have been found, and the egg hunters, known as Gunters, are constantly ridiculed. Gunter, Wade Watts, lives with his aunt Alice in the shack, in the stacks, which is shacks, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's it's shack on shack on shack to make a shack stack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a, a trailer park where trailers are stacked vertically. Mm. So I think it's interesting that in the movie, uh, the the trailer that he lives in with his aunt and mm-hmm. her boyfriend, it's just the three of them. Yes, living there. But in the book, there's 15 people. There's three. There's two other families living in this trailer. And each family gets one bedroom. Right. So. Yes. So, when Wade Watts. Yeah. You got this. Yeah. When Wade, when Wade, known in the Oasis as Parzival, deduces that the hiding place of the copper key is in a digitally recreated Dungeons and Dragons module called the Tomb of Horrors, hidden on Ludus, the planet in the oasis where he attends school. Wade rushes to the tomb, quickly defeating the monsters inside and confronting the Demi-Lich... Acerac. Yeah, Acerac. It doesn't sound right, but yeah, Acerac. That's what it looks like, so that's how I'm pronouncing it. Who guards the copper key. Acerac challenges Wade to a game of 80s arcade classic Joust for the key, which Wade wins obtaining the key. So, we just covered the first five hours of the book mm-hmm. <laughs> on Audible in that. But, I mean, it, it is a short book when you I mean, it's, listen it, to it's it. It's 14 hours on Audible, but it, it's just under 400 pages. Yeah. So it's a it's an easy read, right? But the the first I'd say probably eight chapters mm-hmm. are set are really setting up the scope of things. Yeah, it, it's talking about the daily school. He's in school. He's going back and forth between you know the trailer, um, going in, into in his basement. hideout. In his yeah. hideout, like he has a. At the beginning of the book, he's in the trailer mm-hmm. with his aunt and and her boyfriend. And they find that he's got a laptop, mm-hmm. and they they take it from him so they can pawn it. Yeah, because they want the food, not food stamps. They want but... they well, they want money. Uh, they want money for drugs. Mm-hmm. They're already taking his food vouchers. Food vouchers. 
that that they're already taking that from him. They're not giving him the food vouchers that he's supposed to get from the government. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he's not there, he he found an old cargo van basically buried under a bunch of other cars that had been dropped into this area outside the stacks. And he uses that as his hideout. Mm -hmm. That's where he goes and uses, you know, the gets into the oasis. Yeah. Um, but it, it talks about him being in school and how him and H hanging out. Now they became friends and, and go into the basement, which is the chat room that H hosts. Um, and they talk about how he doesn't really leave Ludus. Ludus is a planet where it, it's just, it's a planet within the Oasis. That's where all the high schools are because the Oasis system has a public school system Yeah. because the public school system is failing horribly. So, he can't leave Ludus because he's poor. You need money to go to other places. Yeah, to... Uh, to tra- to sh- teleport or teleport, transport. Yeah, and, and the school already had to pay him um, the vouchers to teleport to Ludus because mm-hmm. uh, from elementary, middle, to was a different planet. So, they have to move him. They have to pay for him to, to go to school, basically. Mm-hmm. Which, which is interesting. I, I like that. Yeah, because the all the like when you make your avatar, you end up on this planet in the very first sector, and when he was when he got into this school, they gave him a voucher so that he could travel there. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like asking as a gunter. He doesn't like asking his friend H or other people for rides or things like that off yeah. planet, um, where he's even had a little bit of issue with that in the past with a dick named iraq yes and iraq i sucks i don't suck iraq sucks just wanted to, just wanted to clarify, clarify. that but it, it is interesting when you if you went into this book blind and you had only watched the movie you don't expect iraq to be in the book as as quickly and as soon as he is Right. Because in the movie, he's, what, a 40-year-old guy? Yeah, he's essentially like a bounty hunter in the mm-hmm. movie. But, but he's, book, he's he's a, a high, high school, school student, student that goes to the same school as H. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting in the school, because the main rule of the Oasis in the movie is don't say your real name. But in the book, when they go to school, they can't have just their avatar name it has to be their real first name so he there's like two other wades in his school so he's wade three right so it, it's just inter- interesting the differences there like, but he, but his classmates also don't know his avatar name the name he goes by outside, outside of yeah school within the oasis yeah so there i mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of differences, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of differences. Um, okay. As Wade is exiting the tomb, he encounters legendary female gunter Artemis inside the tomb, realizing that she had found the tomb before him but had lost to Acerac. Yeah. let's. Sure. I'm just going to continue going with that. While he tries to lie and say he lost too, Artemis looks online to find that the name Parsival has appeared at the top of the scoreboard on Halliday's website and is furious that he beat Acerac on his first try. 
Artemis summons a spell that blocks the tomb the tomb's door until it resets, delaying Wade's exit until Artemis can collect the key. Wade gives Artemis a tip on how to beat Aceract at Joust to play on the left side before leaving. So it says in here that Wade like defeated the monsters and things like that to get to where this demi-lich is in the throne room. Mm-hmm. He definitely did not do that. Because he was only like level three. Yeah. He's he's very low. Yes. He he does not have a lot of fighting experience. Um and that's why A Rock makes fun of him a lot because he'll go to a very small planet and kill off the very low level monsters just waiting for them to respawn so he can just keep killing them until he finally gains a level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but there's there's a conversation between like Wade and Artemis, well between Parsifal and Artemis before she realizes that he beat, like got the copper key before her, mm-hmm. and she like kind of comes out guns blazing when she first gets there because she's all pissed off. She's been she had found this place five weeks prior to this, yeah, and had been beaten multiple times, mm-hmm. um, but. He gets it on the first time. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? This fucking nobody comes in here and fucking takes the shit from me. And by the way, Wade has a massive fucking crush on Artemis. Yeah. Like from the get go. Yeah. And he says that to H. And I, I, th- I find it funny because in it was like a kind of hidden, I would say, Easter egg. Not Easter egg. But it's funny that they use the same line um, in the book and movie where they're in H's basement chat room. And that is when um, Wade says, yeah, she could, you know, we don't know who Artemis is. I just follow her online. I I watch all her live streams. I like her a lot. You know, I have a somewhat crush on her, but she could be a random guy in a mom's basement and living in a Detroit. But in the movie, H says that when he's getting annoyed that, you know, Parzival is getting crazy about mm-hmm. about this random girl. He's like, she could be some 300-pound dude named Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that line gets used a couple times in the book, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, I do like that line. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Wade follows the new riddle on the back of the copper key to Middletown, a copy of Halliday's hometown where he opens the first gate by playing the game Dungeons of Daggeroth on Halliday's TRS-80 computer. Like, that is an old fucking computer. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's funny because we have a Middletown close to here as yeah. well. But the, it's Middletown, Ohio. I don't even know if that's a real fucking place. Um, inside the gate, Wade is required to play as the lead in a simulation of the movie War Games. Wade is successful and completes the gate finding a new riddle leading to the jade key. That would be an awesome fucking game. Yes. Like to be able to go into some of your favorite movies and play a certain part within that movie. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be crazy good. Be I, awesome. I just get jealous of the, the book and the movie in general because a, I love eight, the eighties. I've just loved what they had. I love the movies, you know, video games, all that stuff. 
So it, it would just be so cool to be actually in the Oasis and be able to go to the Halliday's um, records and see all the movies he ever watched and go into the movie like we see in the move in the movie where they go into the shining mm-hmm. like that would just be cool mm-hmm. or like the dance uh the dancing in the movie mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm i'm just a i guess i'm a nerd for like virtual reality mm-hmm. like i unfortunately don't have like any of the stuff that's out right now but at the same time i don't really consider it. it's virtual reality but i don't really consider it virtual reality when i'm thinking of virtual reality i'm thinking of like full dive fucking technology like fucking this like sword art online shit mm-hmm. like that's the type of shit that i'm thinking of because right now the stuff we have you you don't get in chat rooms you can't see other people it's- oh you can get into vr chat rooms and they're okay. fucking insane oh you should you should see some videos on youtube of vr chat rooms they are fucking crazy. Because the only thing um, that I've seen... So Ash has... Uh, one the of Oculus? The, the Oculus, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to have games on it. Like you you can't do what the Oasis right. has. But I, I think... If, I just want somebody... Okay. I need somebody to make the Oasis. To recreate the Oasis. Like amazing. Hey, um, Elon, if you're miss, if you're listening, mm-hmm. on the the off chance that you are listening, Mr. Musk, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Musk, please, please, <laughs> <laughs> please make the Oasis. Like I know you got like rockets and you're trying to do like flying cars and shit, but like we don't um, need that right now. What we need is the Oasis. We need we need video games. <laughs> <laughs> we need an escape. <laughs> My life sucks. Please let I me have the Oasis. I need an escape. Okay. <laughs> Books are just not cutting it anymore. They are to a point, but (laughs) could you imagine sitting in the oasis reading in a book? That's kind of what they do at times. And then just like go into one. That was a really odd pantomime that you just did there, and I really (laughs) wish that other people could have seen it. It was just like she had she had a book open in front of her face. She was pantomiming a book open in front of her face, and then she just pushes it through her face. <laughs> like what? a newborn baby. What? Okay. <laughs> Do not look here. These are not the things you're looking for. What? <laughs> what did you just say into your hands? These are not the droids you are looking for. Oh, I thought you said these are not the dragons you are looking for. <laughs> What is this, fucking Game of Thrones? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Continue. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't mind me. I'm just the dancing monkey over here. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis completes the gate following Wade's tip on Joust. And based on his knowledge of... Based on his knowledge of Wade being... Or within the Oasis, Wade's best friend, H, also beats the gate. As the three of them become famous, one of H's friends, a gunter named Irock, posts online that, that the two of them are students on Ludus, leading two Japanese gunters, Daito and Shoto, to the gate. Irock tried to blackmail them mm-hmm. and was basically like, y'all fucking tell me where the fuck this shit is and how the fuck to get it or I'm gonna fucking post this shit all over the internet. Yeah. 
Arok's a dick. He's a douche. He, I mean, he, at least they kept the character douchiness the same. He's douche rock. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Because they have the top five scores, the Gunters who have beaten the gate become known as the High Five. Even though they don't high five, which I was a little upset about. <laughs> you know what's funny though? In the movie, they you never hear the term high five Mm-mm. until the very end. Mm-hmm. And that pisses me off because I was like, high five? Who's high fiving? Mm-hmm. And But then I was like, oh shit, yeah, I remember from the book they caught themselves the high five. Yeah, and the first time that they, they hear about this is after this next part here that I'm mm-hmm. about to go into. Um, all five of them are going into this chat room to discuss some pretty serious shit. Uh, and they're going to H's basement. Mm-hmm. The, that's what the chat room is called. And Artemis is like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. This will be the first meeting of the high five and... Parsifal's like, what the fuck is the high five? <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's what they're calling us on all the Gunter yeah. forum boards, like, because we were the f- the top five on the scoreboard. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're the high five. So, Wade receives a message from Nolan Sorrento, the head of IOI, a mega corporation bent on finding Halliday's egg and using it to monetize the Oasis by charging a monthly user fee and putting ads everywhere. This should not be the first time that IOI is coming up in this. No, because they're in the very beginning, too. They're, they're all over the place. Yeah. So, IOI is another corporation that has mm-hmm. attempted multiple hostile takeovers of gregarious simulation systems. And they haven't succeeded with that. So, they are trying to win this competition. competition and they are... Employees are what are known as the Sixers. Yeah. The reason they are called Sixers is because they have... They have six numbers on their uniform. Their their avatar name is their IOI ID number. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like IOI 66525. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I think those five numbers. Yeah, you, you one. got one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here counting. I'm like 66525. Okay. Q. I don't know. <laughs> Q is a number today. I'm just going to put that out there. Perfect. Number of the day is Q. Q. <laughs> It'll, so. Remember it. It'll be on the quiz later. <laughs> oh, we will put a quiz out. What was the number of the day? The number of the day is Q. <laughs> Q. What is the word? What is word of the day? 472,310. <laughs> Spelled out, please. <laughs> and Mandarin. <laughs> Did it mean like the orange? (laughs) That's some shit your sister would say. (laughs) Yeah, leave it to Danielle. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, the Sixers are bad people. They're I mean the Sixers themselves aren't bad people, but the corporation they work for is bad people. (laughs) They is bad people. And and I think they, they don't mean to be, like, the Sixers. They um, just happen to work for IOI. Yeah, they can't help being looked at as these bad people. Well, they can. They cannot work for IOI. Well, but. <laughs> they need 
need a job. Yeah, especially considering that the unemployment rate is like 97%. Exactly. Yeah, so. Um, mm. Wade and Sorrento meet, and Sorrento invites Wade to join IOI. Which, I love this scene in the book. Because Wade's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm in. But I've got three demands. First... Instead of a $25,000 bonus when I, or, or $25 million bonus when I find this shit for you, I want $50 million. Secondly, I don't want to be the number two guy. I want your fucking job. <laughs> and third, I don't like you. You creep me out. I don't want to, I don't want to work with you. Yeah. So I want you fired. <laughs> and he's like, are your superiors listening to this? Are they? Waves at invisible camera. Hi, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Sorrento's like, yes, they are. They, you know that they are watching this. And they just informed me that they are willing to comply with all of your demands. <laughs> I do love that scene. <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? Fuck off. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, then he, he refuses. And Sorrento drops a bomb by being like, hey, Wade, you should sit down. And he's like, huh? the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> My name is Parsons. Some people call me Z. He's like, uh, yeah, w- Wade Owen Watts, that lives over there in Oklahoma City in that ghetto stack. Yeah, how about you go ahead and sit back down? I'm gonna sit right here. <laughs> he's like, he he basically tells him, he's like, you're going to tell us this. This is our third offer now. You're going to tell us this. Or I'm going to blow up your house. Mm-hmm. We have high, high explosives rigged all over your stack. Which is correct to the movie. Correct. So. And they, he's like, oh, you're bluffing. Pulls up a vid feed of his home with like. The dro- drones. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they're like, we saw you going in the last time our, our people saw you go in there was three days ago. So we know you're still in there. And he's like, I'm not fucking there at all. Yeah. I haven't been there for three days. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Either they're going to kill me. if They're going to kill me if I don't tell them. And they're going to kill me if I tell them. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you. Yeah. And then they blow up the bomb. He's like, oh, they're fucking bluffing. No, they were not. <laughs> they no, were not. they were not. They blow up his fucking house. And they kill a shitload of people. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they planted equipment to make crystal meth to make it look like it was a fucking drug lab that blew up. Yeah. These people are devious. Mm-hmm. Devious. And it's also like, with the high percent unemployment rate, mm-hmm. with so many other issues happening in this world, do you really think any law enforcement will care how this shit blew up? A, it was super unstable to begin with. There's only drug addicts or very poverty people? Perverts. Sure. That live in the stack. So it wouldn't be crazy. Sorrento literally told him, he was like, think about what's going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. You think someone's going to give a shit if a a stack in some ghetto in Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. gets blown up? Which is true. I mean... Do we really pay attention to what happens in our real world when it happens in a poverty place? Well, um, American media does not like to show news outside of this country. Mm -mm. They don't think it's worth their time. 
Why do you think the media is corrupt as fuck? Very true. Anyways. And we continue. I think it is interesting that Wade pretty much said he didn't give a fuck that his aunt and her boyfriend were going to die or died there. Yeah. The one he felt the most regret for was the old woman that that lived down the stack from him. Yeah. That was always very nice to him. Made him breakfast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one who he felt regret for. Not his family members. He was like, fuck them. I hate them. Well... I understand. I mean, they, they were, were dicks. Assholes. They were dicks. They stole his laptop so that they could pawn it for food vouchers and drugs. Yeah. They were big old girthy, veiny dicks. Yeah. Yeah. But I do want to point out in the book, it mentions multiple times how. I'm pointing out. Who are you pointing? I'm pointing out. You said you want to point out. I'm pointing out. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> where's the cat? What happened? Oh, Lord. Okay. So I'm going to point out the fact that in the book, <laughs> Wade mentions multiple times that he's overweight. Yes. And got heavily bullied when they were actually and in he's school. And he's got acne and he's yeah. very socially inept. Yeah. Because yeah. he was literally raised in the oasis. His babysitter was in the oasis his babysitter was the oasis yeah yeah it's just interesting but they make him this hot guy in the movie he is he's <laughs> awkwardly like good looking mm-hmm. like not everybody would like say oh that man's good looking but he he is awkwardly mm-hmm. i think they did good he's nerdy attractive thank you that's yeah. what i was going for like if he dressed up He'd be looking fine AF. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they dressed him down and well, he and, still looks and high the, AF. The girl that plays Artemis looks nothing like no, but w- she, how she's described as well. But I do love that actress. Because mm-hmm. she's in uh, Bates Motel. Got you. So, anyway. And honestly, even their avatars are nothing like what they're described. No, but Parsival, if he was a real person, I could get behind that. I'm sure you could. Why would you get behind that to do that? Wouldn't you know. wouldn't you get in front of it? I don't know. Something about behind. Okay. Okay. I like the hair. He has cool hair. Yeah, go ahead and save yourself with that comment. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna look up a photo of him. Oh, I'm sure you are. He's I'm so sure cute. I'm sure you are. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Where the fuck was I? Ah, uh, yes. So, <laughs> oh, God. They have a pop figure of Parsifal. That does not surprise me. This movie was extremely successful, and the book was, too. Yeah, the book was. Because of how successful the book and the movie were, the author rushed out the second book, and mm-hmm. the second book was okay, but it wasn't great. But it still had a great following. Mm, not really. Eh, I thought so. Not really. Okay, well, shush. I also didn't realize that the second book only came out in 2020. I thought it was... Honestly, I thought the first book was older than it was. I thought it was older than it was, yeah. too. Yeah, it came out the year that I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, you Makes continue. Makes Well, I'm following an outline right now to help keep my thoughts in mind, but I've got to flip some shit around here because they don't talk about shit. Gotcha. Anyway... 
after all of this happens is when the first meeting of the high five takes place. Mm -hmm. Um, H reaches out to Daito and Shoto. And this is when Parzival reaches out to Artemis and they all meet in H's basement. They kind of, someone kind of puts it out there that like, they're all on, they're all on the same team. They need to like help each other and shit like that because the Sixers have now found where the copper key is. Mm Mm-hmm. And they've put up, they've they've found the entrance to this dungeon, they've put up force fields, and they're just shipping in Sixers all over the fucking place. And they're like, we need to try and do something to help, like, to beat them. Mm-hmm. And Daito's the first one to speak up and is like, absolutely not. He's like, for all we know, me and my brother Shoto here, mm-hmm. you three... Any one of you could be a Sixer spy. True. Any one of you. He was like, we will work. We will find it ourselves. Like, we do not need your help. We do not want your help. And H and, and Artemis are also both like, we're soloists. That's what we do. We don't, we're not a guild or an alliance or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, we, we work by ourselves. Yep. So the two Japanese gunters kind of go on off. And keep going. Um, Wade reached out and told H about like what happened with the bombing prior to this, which is why they had this conversation. And H once again tells him like, if you need any money, like if you need a loan, if you need, you know, if you need somewhere to stay, like let me know. Because H is a very famous like PVP player throughout the world. He competes in these like worldwide televised death matches mm-hmm. like every week yeah so he's rolling in it oh yeah rolling in the dough so wade decides to escape and moves to columbus ohio where he lays low assuming the pseudonym bryce lynch and living in an anonymous apartment designed for hardcore oasis users it's interesting when he leaves oklahoma city Mm-hmm. to go to columbus mm-hmm. they he's like it takes like seven days to get there by bus yeah and there's armed guards on the bus there's the bus has metal plating bulletproof windows and solar panels on top because it's an electric bus mm-hmm. and six heavily armed guards yep and the driver sits behind bulletproof like paneling because apparently, outside of major cities, it's like a fucking post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's like Mad Max shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, he considers an alliance with H, Artemis, and Daito and Shoto, two Japanese gunners who also earned the copper key, as I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Instead, he and Artemis begin a wary friendship, but when he asks her out, Artemis declines. Um, that's not really true. Now that I just said that out loud. They talk about how they, they start talking all the time. Like, she does, at first, she does not want to talk to him. Because mm-hmm. she's like, we're, comp- we're competitors. We, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. But he kind of like gets her to open up a little bit more Mm -hmm. 
and they they start talking and hanging out and doing quests together and going into chat rooms and like playing games and watching movies and eventually they start talking about what they're watching now what they're reading they start sharing theories um they go to a performance of rocky horror picture show and she kisses him mm-hmm. and then they both get invited to ogden morrow's birthday party which is completely different from the book. Yeah, they, I mean from the movie. movie. Well, they they both end up there. Yeah. But I don't know if they were really in, well. I guess they were invited in the movie because at this point they're two the two most famous gunters in the the oasis. Yeah, but when they met Ogden, it wasn't until the end, in in the in the movie. Right. Well, they they haven't met ogden at this point either no they were just invited to his birthday agreed yep um ioi operatives called sixers attempt to assassinate wade and artemis at the birthday party of oasis co-founder ogden morrow they are stopped by morrow who has special privileges and powers within the oasis five months pass neither wade nor anyone else has found the next token the jade key When Artemis finds the Jade Key, Parzival scrambles to the planet Arcade. It's a really weird spelling of that. Where he plays a perfect game of Pac-Man, receiving only a quarter as a prize. It's a fucking dumb prize. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumb prize. <laughs> I put in a quarter and gave me a quarter. <laughs> A quarter that was stuck to the goddamn machine at first. Fucking gum must have came off. Got you cookie, gave me cookie. Gave me cookie, got you cookie, man. Your fucking new girl references. God, I love new girl. Oh, God. Okay, H provides a hint after finding the key himself, leading Wade to planet Froboz, where he solves the text adventure game Zork. Which gives him the key Sorrento, the key Sorrento, who had tracked Artemis and Arch using a premium locator artifact, establishes a base there to farm their company's avatars with keys, and unlocks the second gate and acquires the Jade Key. Um, The reason that H gave Parsival this hint Mm -hmm. was because... Like we said earlier, H fin- figured out where the first key was located because he knew Parsifal couldn't get off Ludus. Yeah. Or it had to be close to Ludus. Mm-hmm. So he figured it out. And Parsifal at the time told him, he was like, you fucking owe me this. And after H found it, H called him and was like, I kn- was basically like, I know I owe you one. Here's a hint. We're even. Yeah. Because as as Parsifal's relationship with Artemis was building, which at this point is kind of done. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. It, after he, he told her he loved her, she shot him down, and then they almost got killed. Yep. But while that was going on, he was ign- basically ignoring H. He wasn't spending any time with him. So H is like, we talk every once in a while, but, you know, I don't really know what to fucking tell you at this point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so he, he gets the Jade key. Shoto tells Parsival 
that the Sixers infiltrated Daito's real-life apartment and threw him out of the building. Not out of the building, out a fucking window, mm-hmm. killing him. Yeah. It's just so sad. I mean, and I'm pretty sure it happens. Like Shot- I think Shoto and Daito are there on Froboss, if I remember this correctly. Because I didn't get through all of it this week. But God damn it, am I going to finish it tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember this correctly, Shoto and Daito are actually there on Froboss where Parzival is. And the Sixers show up trying mm-hmm. to kill Parzival and they're all fighting. Correct. And Shoto or uh, Daito breaks out like fucking Voltron or some fucking Power Ranger Megamorphin fucking suit and starts fucking the Sixers up and then all of a sudden goes offline. Yeah. And it's because he fucking got murked. It's just so sad. Because I liked the the characters Daito and Sho in the movie a lot more than I did in the books. Um and I liked seeing the the relationship between the two well, in, in the movie. In the movie they're actual brothers. Yeah. In in this they are not. not actual brothers, but they have a relationship like brothers. Yeah. So Parzival unlocks the Jade Gate, a Voight Kampf machine in the Blade Runner universe, and completes the arcade game Black Tiger as a character from the first-person shooter perspective. Using his knowledge of Rush, he acquires the Crystal Key after playing Discovery, the third movement from the title track of their album 2112 or 2112, I guess, Mm -hmm. finds a clue regarding the conditions to unlock the final gate. As he messages Artemis, H, and Shoto with his solution, Sorrento ends their covert attempts to clear the third gate, Castle Anorak, and places a force field around it. I really feel like that just didn't make a whole... it It didn't make a whole lot of sense. I think there was a lot of information in that sentence. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, the way the the way the sentence yeah. sentence is written, but I do like the sim. I mean, a lot of the book is different from the movie. That's just how it Very is. Very much so. But I do like how, even though they made it their own as a movie, that they did keep some. Uh, the guitar scene should have been in the movie. It should have been. But I do like some of the aspects that they kept. Like mm-hmm. the force field around the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, that was in the movie. Um, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I do wish they kept as, as boring as I think it could have been moving to cinematics. And that's why they didn't do it. But the school. Mm-hmm. I think having that and making them seem younger would be much more of a feat for them to do all of this stuff by themselves. Right. So. Well, I mean, he is, uh, Wade's 18. Yeah. And then Artemis is 19, H is 18. Now, granted, Shoto is like 13. Yeah. And Daito was like 18 or 19. Yeah. And, and that, I think, uh, translates to the movie because mm-hmm. um, Sho says, uh, I think he was 12 or 13 in the movie. They're like, 
you're the best 13 year old I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm well aware of that yeah. shit. You ain't got to tell me. I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm pretty fucking good. You ain't got to tell me nothing. Go, I'm, go I'm, don't got to tell me nothing. Like, I'm, I'm fucking good. You, you're good. We good. <laughs> Why did all you right? turn into the Godfather? You come in here. You come in here on the day of my daughter's wedding and you ask me for a favor. I'm gonna break your fucking kneecaps up at that. <laughs> We're both doing the <laughs> Italian hands. Just, <laughs> just looking at each other. <laughs> a bunch I just, of jackasses. <laughs> I just, I really want to thank our new fans in Italy. <laughs> oh my god, yes, this is a perfect time. Thank you for your listens. Oh god. They're like, that is the last time. You know, that's probably you. that's probably one of the reasons why we're being listened to in like almost fifty countries at this point is because they're like, listen to these two <laughs> stupid <laughs> fucking Americans. Americans. Listen to them. <laughs> this is this is what they're doing over there. This is what they think of us. <laughs> <laughs> they just think Italians are just mobsters and hand signals. <laughs> I mean we are, but damn. <laughs> Be a little nicer about it. Oh god. Okay. That's why all the cool movies about mobs are based overseas in Italy. Oh, there's there's a lot of mob movies that are based in New York and Boston. I get that, B. And Chicago. But it's cooler over there. Is it? Yeah. They have the cool architecture. Huh. Okay. 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 Bro. Duh. Don't you even. <laughs> don't you even. Don't don't you come at me. Don't hands. <laughs> this Th- is why we need video. We'll throw, we'll throw this mouse at you right now. <laughs> oh, it is wireless. <laughs> I was like, you could do a lot of damage. Goddamn right it is. <laughs> you know, take this tech net to the face. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> So, now that my sanity is shattered, (laughs) Wade manipulates his assumed identity in order to be arrested and placed in indentured servitude in IOI's tech support department. While inside IOI, he uses black market passwords and security exploits to hack into IOI's intranet. I guess that's an that's an inner system network. <laughs> Plugging the pieces together, B. You got this. No, no mouse hands. Mouse hands. <laughs> I don't know why I did like a a lisp. No mouse hands. <laughs> so he hacks the internet. <laughs> he acquires a wealth of information, including footage of Daito's murder. Why would they film that? Why would they film it? Because they're assholes. They're like, you know what would be horrible for for people to find? Video of us murdering that kid. Oh, did you say you didn't want video of us murdering that kid? Because I've got like 40 copies here. <laughs> I gave it to the CEO, the COO. Like I sent it out an email. <laughs> Guys, you got to watch this at the next holiday party. I was BCCing and CCing people all day. I marked 
Damn. I marked it highest priority. I thought you wanted people to see that. I thought that's why you said, you know, videotaped this shit. Did you not get it? Look, did you look in your spam? No. Oh, you did? I'll resend it. I'll forward it. It's like, are you sending this to Packer? Yeah, Packer. Oh, that's oh. packaging. That's packaging. I think I sent it to the wrong department. Oh, wait. Somebody else just sent it to me. Oh. <laughs> So, office reference. Yeah. The information also includes the attempt on his own life, Wade's own life, mm -hmm. quotation marks by. That's me putting it in there since we had a break there. Wanted gotcha. people to realize where else they're at. <laughs> An attempt on his own life, as well as plans to kill Shoto and Artemis in real life. Because they can't find H. Mm -hmm. They're on the move. They stay mobile. Stay mobile. Stay mobile. <laughs> stay alive. <laughs> Okay. Science. After escaping the corporation, he shares his information with his friends and publicizes it. God, sorry. That was and publicizes a gathering of avatars to storm the castle. Storm the castle! <laughs> <laughs> I would never follow you into battle if I just hear storm the castle. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Storm, storm the castle! castle. <laughs> Let's do it! I'll follow that guy anywhere. It's just gonna be like the toothpick thing. <laughs> Javelins. <laughs> Fix your teeth. Uh, talking about some ticking and talks. So. <laughs> so. Okay, I'm good. Are you? No. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, a gathering of avatars to storm the castle. <laughs> they are interrupted by Ogden Morrow, who offers them a safe haven at his home in Oregon. Wade meets the real-life H and Ogden, but not Artemis and Shoto, who have already hooked into Ogden's immersive immersion pods. So H... Who is whose avatar is a large, muscular Caucasian male? Mm -hmm. Is actually a heavy-set black female. Yes. Yes. Named, and we love her. Named Helen. But her dad called her H. Yeah. So she goes by by H. Yeah. And she gets married in the second book and has a baby. That's so cute. Yeah. I think her wife has the baby. Yeah, I don't know if she comes out as gay in this one, but she I is. I don't think they, she did. But she is gay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And Wade loves her all the same as his best friend. As he should. Yes. Continue. The day of the battle. Wade uses his planted hack to bring down the barricade and a massive fight among avatars ensues. After Parzival uses the giant robot from the Japanese Spider-Man series... Whoa, they spelled series really fucking wrong there. <laughs> and why was there a giant robot in a Japanese Spider-Man series? Beats me. Leopardon. What? Leopardon. Leopardon. <laughs> oh, that's right. The, 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 robot, the robot's name is Leopardon. Leopardon. Leopardon? Leopardon. 
<laughs> Leo Farton. I was trying to say it in my head and I'm, I'm Leo Pardon? Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon. Uh, there's that giant robot, uh, Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon. Ay, ay, ay. Leo Pardon. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. What? Little eye. I don't know if you people could hear that, but that was me literally face palming. Oh, you could hear it. <laughs> I probably have a nice red mark on my forehead, you too. Will. Okay. <laughs> so he uses the giant robot from the Spider Japanese Spider Man series, Leo Pardon. Leo Pardon. <laughs> to fight against Sorrento's Mechagodzilla. Parcival and friends unlock the gate, at which point the Sixers use an artifact called the Cataclyst. To destroy the castle and all avatars over a large area. A large area is a fucking understatement. They destroy the entire fucking sector. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they kill, they kill everyone in the fucking sector, including themselves. Mm-hmm. Parzival survives because having the Pac-Man quarter granted him an extra life. Okay, maybe it wasn't such a stupid fucking reward after all. But I do want to say I like how they did it in the movie better about how he gets the extra life. Because in the movie, they're talking, it's him and Artemis, they're talking and they're watching like Halliday's one memory from his life. And he goes, this is the only time that the girlfriend, the love interest, was ever mentioned by Halliday. He removed every other instance of her name from his memories and from um, Ogden's memories as well in in the holiday records. And the guy goes, "Mm." the curator was like, no, that Kira was a big part of both of their lives. Like, well, yeah, Ogden married Kira. Exactly. He's like, there's no way there's she's not mentioned again. And he goes through and he's like, you're right. She's only mentioned this one time. Here you go. Gives him the corn quarter, and she's he's like, you you can keep it, court curator. And he's like, no, you should you should have it. He's like, no, you keep it. You, you beat me. It. Yep. Yeah. It's, of course, I the, did like that one. the the curator in the in the movie is Ogden Morrow. It's the yeah. great and powerful Og. Yeah. I don't know. It seems more realistic the way that he got it here. I agree. Yeah. But I do think it added. With the way the movie was going, right, it added. A it cool would have been. Picture. It wouldn't have made sense to have him sit there for four hours in the movie and try and get a perfect game of Pac-Man. Exactly. Yeah. So he's the only one that survives because of the the uh, quarter that he got yeah. from winning Pac-Man because it gave him an extra life. As he enters the Crystal Gate, he he announces that if he wins. He will share his fortune with his three friends. With Sorrento and the Sixers on his heels, Parsifal plays Tempest. Role plays King Arthur and various characters in Monty Python and the Holy Grail and retrieves the Easter egg in adventure. His victory grants him control of the Oasis, including wiping out his enemy's avatars, resurrecting his friends, and a big red button that would wipe the Oasis. Sorrento is arrested for the murder of Daito and for conspiring to kill Wade and the others. 
back in Oregon, Wade and Artemis meet in person and rekindle their relationship with a kiss. End credits. Yeah. I curtain d- curtain closed. Finn. I do like, um, again, I'm not bashing on the book. I love the book. We all know this. But I do like certain aspects that they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. One of which being that the High Five team met much earlier in in person. In the book. In, in movie. In the movie, they don't meet until they get Artemis out of IOI. Yeah, but I'm saying they were actually all together in real life. I don't think they were. I don't think it was until later in the movie. It was like halfway through the movie. Because when when Wade meets up with Artemis in the movie, Artemis is working with like some fucking rebellion, essentially. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then but, they all meet up. But none of the other members of the High Five are part of that. No, no, no. I'm just saying I like in the movie how much more they're actually together in real life mm. versus the book. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that he didn't meet uh, Shoto and Daito in real life until... H gets him and Artemis from IOI. Correct. Right. I'm just saying I like how they yeah. are more together in the in the movie. Because in the book, they're just still more virtually. They're mm-hmm. not playing in the same room together. They're all in separate places playing. Right. Until, so, until, until Oregon the yeah. at the end. Yeah. 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 But great book. I loved it. I would love to see a game like this or a world like this. Elon. Yes. I'm adding you, bitch. Please. Please, Mr. Musk. Please. Beg of you. Like, you can do rockets and video games at the same time, I promise you. <laughs> promise you, you can pay the people to yeah. still work on that shit while you work on the Oasis. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, book. Star how many stars? 4.6. 4.6? Yes. Interesting. Let's kind of do 4.3. I give it a 4.6. This is probably a top five favorite book for me. I agree. This I is probably like a this top one. five favorite book for me, for sure. Yeah, this one This one is a big fan fave. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's got over 252,000 thousand ratings on audible and it's still got a five-star review it's insane how how big of a review it has and that it stayed always at five stars i mean it's impressive um i think that uh should give a lot of credit to the author ernest uh klein because mm-hmm. i mean he created something so crazy and so amazing that they made a movie sure was it the same no but the fact that well, now everybody he, knows him. He co-wrote the screenplay. He did, yeah. I love this. I love I love it. I love him. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. Um, the writing in this, first off, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes you feel like you're, you're actually a part of it rather than looking at it as a third person. Because yeah. I think a lot of fantasy novels, they, they like to say from third person and and this one had it as first person which i really enjoy because you feel a part of it you you get insight to the character and how they're thinking not just 
and they thought, okay, well, I don't know that and I don't know their feelings as well as I do if I'm reading it from first person. Yeah. Well, this 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 book is from also from one of my favorite types. Like the the main genre that it's associated with is one of my favorite types of genre, which mm -hmm. is lit RPG. Yeah. I, oh, I love lit RPG books. Mm -hmm. I'm actually sitting here reading uh, the Wikipedia page for Ready Player Two. The Ready Player One was excellent. It was well received. It was a it was a, a New York Times bestseller. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Uh, they say here that Ready Player Two was published and released on November 24th of 2020. It debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list. The novel received widely negative reviews on release. Critics expressed disappointment in the story, writing, characters, and poor usage of references, saying that it failed to expand in new and exciting ways on the original, with many taking notes of excessive similarities to sword art online and other popular media in the plot. And you're saying this one's uh, for the second book? That's the second book. A mm -hmm. film adaptation is in development. Really? Yes. When is it uh, expected to come out? Not sure. It, it just says right here that a film adaptation is in development. Interesting. That was apparent. That apparently came out December of 2020. Okay. Because when did the first movie come out? 2018? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Seven, it came out seven years after the first book did. But Ready Player Two came out two years after the first movie. I think he knew... Because he didn't start writing the second book until 2017, even though he was telling people in 2015 that he was working on a sequel. Mm-hmm. But he didn't start writing it until 2017. And I think he realized how successful the movie was going to be. And he was like, I need to fucking build off out. of this success. Yeah. And that's why he put it out. Probably too quick. A little bit. But, I mean, I think that's a, an issue with a lot of authors. Um, especially ones that have contracts, you know, like... Uh, Colleen Hoover. I mean, she's a great writer. I love her work, but you know, you know damn well she has deadlines, and and mm -hmm. they're telling her, you know, the first draft of your book has to be submitted by June, and we're letting you know this in February. Right. You know, so I understand how things can be a little bit rushed, um, and we shouldn't hurt the author as much about that, but. I agree. Some things can be rushed a little bit too much and, and you lose the character building that that everybody wants to see. Yeah, I mean, it just... I've, I've read Ready Player 2 and I did like Ready Player 2, not as much as Ready Player 1. Mm -hmm. But it... I don't know. It was very redundant. Mm -hmm. It was very redundant. It was a lot of a lot of the same from the first. Yeah. A lot of the same. I have not read the second one. But I do understand, after reading that I, and knowing the book, I understand why people say that it's oddly similar to Sword Art Online. Yeah. I, I actually completely understand that. Yeah. And if you read it, you will understand as well. Mm-hmm. But, shout outs. Shout outs. Miss Kaufman. Whew. Um, uh, I'm going to shout out. And she doesn't listen, but 
Um, I'm going to shout out my coworker, Pam, uh, because she's awesome. But um, we're, we're hoping for a, a positive outcomes. But her mom is in the hospital right now. Gotcha. So um, sending positive vibes her way. And so she's my shout out this week. And hopefully we can all think about her and her mom and make sure her mom gets home healthy and, and all good. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Good. Thank I, you. I, I, I'm also sending vibes. Good vibes. Yeah. Jazz fingers. Spirit fingers. <laughs> spirit fingers. It's jazz hands and spirit, spirit fingers. fingers. <laughs> I've never heard of jazz fingers. I'm not even really sure how to do that. Um, <laughs> Just this. <laughs> is that what that's called? Yeah. Oh, wait. I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I, thought that, I always thought that was called something else. We're good. Okay. I see it now. We're, okay. We're fine. Okay. Well, I am going to give my shout out. Um, this week, my shout out goes... Post, humanously, hominously, whatever the fuck the word is, to Bill Russell, the legend, the great, one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. He passed away oh. last week at the age of 82, last Damn. week or the week before. He was one of the all-time greats. He was a legend in the game. The NBA actually came out today and decided to retire his number across the league. Wow. So number six was now be a retired number. Across the entire NBA, just like number 42 it is in the MLB and number 99 is in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So, my shout-out is to Bill Russell. That's a good one. Because we lost a legend. Yeah. So, have you, Miss Taylor, decided on our book for next week? That's a great question. I would love to tell you that, um, but no. Okay, that's... That... Um, let me tell you why. Okay. Because I am rereading Pride and Prejudice. Mm. I love Jane Austen. With zombies? No. Oh. I love her work. I mm-hmm. love Jane Austen. Um, I'm tempted to do that book. Uh, but it's it's not hard to digest. But it, it is a since it's written so long ago. There there's just themes and stuff that you have to kind of break down further and further it's not just a simple plot so we'll figure it out got you i'll i'll figure it out i'll get back to you um i might do another romance i don't know we'll Well, figure it out i'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there because i've been really wanting to do this for a while and you might be a little upset with me for it my next one will have to be a two-parter oh no (laughs) You know, none of my books has ever been a two-parter. Well, the one that we was a two-parter for me, it shouldn't have been a two-parter. We just got really off track in the first part. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but I'm, I really, really want to do Dune. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, maybe we won't do Dune. Okay. <laughs> We won't do okay. Dune. How about this? I will do Dune. We'll do Dune at some other point because it it's going to take. I think Dune I is need something. Like a month ahead of time. Well, I think Dune's an, a 
a book that I don't even know if two episodes would be enough to really digest oh, the shit. entire thing. It's Dune. It's fucking massive. It's like that big. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so my next book would then be Towers of Acalia. Is that a sequel to? Or no? Towers of Acalia Volume 1. Okay, okay. Um, it's another lit RPG. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm trying to decide if I want to do the After series by Anna Todd. Mm-hmm. But the first book is like 600-some pages. Mm. But it's so good. But mm-hmm. it's very back and forth between just fighting and all that. But Yes. Because um, it's like Team Bobby. But it's just so fucking good. Mm. That was aggressive. It so fucking good. Okay. Well, apparently we've got some possibly some teen boppy stuff and some more lit RPG on the way. We will see. So, I want to thank all of you all around the world and within the United States, Canada, Mexico, and all the other countries that are listening to us for listening to another episode of the Off the Books podcast. Follow us on instagram at off the books podcast follow us on facebook at off the books podcast and honestly if it's hard to remember that stuff go to anchor.fm search off the books podcast and find our public page we have links to our facebook on there we have links to our instagram we have links to everywhere that you can find our show that we've at least gotten permission to share our links from right now so follow us Give us a like, um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell, you know, tell your significant others, tell your coworkers, tell your enemies, tell everyone. Shout it from the rooftop if you need to. <laughs> I try to. Um, thank you for listening. You can find Taylor on Instagram at tcoff99, taylorcoff99. Taylorcoff99. I always go tcoff. I always forget. <laughs> okay. You can find me at Mr. Humerick on Instagram. Um... You can find Taylor on TikTok at Taylor Graphics. Taylor K Graphics. Taylor K Graphics. You can oh, find me with my avatar name for this episode, the underscore Artorius. <laughs> it's a dope name. <laughs> Stupid <as> shit. <laughs> <laughs> you may refer to me as Artorius Pendragon. Thank you very much. Imagine saying that to Danielle. You can address me by Taurus. From here on out. Oh my god. Should I legally change my name? Don't. I swear to god I will kill you. <laughs> to Artorius Pendragon? <laughs> because then I have to deal with the repercussions, B. She will hate you. She could just call me Art. No. Or Artie. Artor. Artorius. <laughs> Artorius Pen. Mr. Pendragon. <laughs> you gotta you gotta shut down, that down real quick, B. Shut it down. I'm gonna have to let her know this idea when I go upstairs. Okay, thank you for listening. Please join us again for another episode of the Off the Books podcast. Mm-hmm. And as I always say, make sure to keep this shit off the books. Keep it thank- off the books, bitch. Thank you for listening. Good night, good morning, and good morrow to you good folks. Thank you for listening. Bye, y'all.